Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective, welcome to episode 141 of Cephalon Squared. I am Cephalon Greg, joined as always by Cephalon Lucas. Howdy doody. Hi, howdy doody. Hey, hey, hey. 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 Woo. Hey. Three wise. <laughs> and I, I, I was <laughs> I was right on two occasions. Yeah. Because last time I was good. right when I put it off and they released the update, whatever it's called, Temp- called Tempestari. And this time they did the fucking dev stream in the week Woo. that we were planning to come back. I didn't Yay. have to worry about it last week while I was all laid up in hospital. Hospital. So huzzah. Huzzah indeed. Woo. So obviously we're talking about the dev stream today. But before we do that, let's discuss Le Weather. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. How's the weather up north? All right, here in Ipswich, it is currently 22 degrees Celsius with a 72% humidity. That's 71 Fahrenheit for you Fahrenheit folks. It's cloudy, it's rainy, it's weird, it's nice. I'm pleasantly surprised at how good the weather is. <laughs> well, down here in Melbourne town, it's 28 degrees Celsius, 82 Fahrenheit, and 31% humidity. So because it's kind of dry, it ain't so bad, even though it is... 28. Is it really 28? Must is be. it really? Wow. It's not often that uh, it's hotter in Melbourne than it is here. I don't even notice it. If you had told me, it was, if you said 22, I would have thought, nah, it's a bit warmer than that. But if you said 24, I would have been, yep, spot on, on the money. 28? You're telling me porky really? pies. Really? 28? Really? Apparently. Anyway, doesn't really? matter. Hi, everyone. That was the weather. So what have you been getting up to in Warframe and Vigi games over the last All couple right. of weeks? So Warframe is... Uh, I still haven't really done much in Warframe over the last couple of weeks. Um, still got a little bit of burnout happening at the moment for that. But, you know, we're still here. Still here to do the Warframe thing. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, so in the last couple of weeks, uh, there's been more ESO that's still... Going strong. Return to Temtem, uh, as I mentioned last time, because they did drop the new uh, island update and added a heap of new stuff to that. And over the week, I also decided to play a little bit of Victorum, the uh, Wizard Explodey uh, Simulator, which was a hell of a lot of fun. So I played through that over throughout the week and streamed it on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, somewhere in there. And it was it was a good time. Good times to be had. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I did play a little tiny little bit of, of Warframe here and there, just trying to grind through some Railjack, but not as much as I, I probably should be doing. Still lots to do. Still 5MR behind Mothop. It makes me feel sad. Because he likes to rub it in. <laughs> <sighs> but it's just so much, so much grinding of things I don't want to grind, like fucking mowers and zaws and just stuff that's a pain Kit in the ass. It's all the pain in the ass. Arc wings. Arc, wings. Arc wing weapons. Oh, uh, motherfucker. Ugh. 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 So, yeah, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. And that's, that's why I just can't be bothered grinding that MR, but I feel like I want to. Kind of feel like I want to. But apart from that, one of my favorite games got a new game in the series. It's not really new. It's a remake of the original. So Nier Automata is the game that I love. And the first game in that series, which came out, I think, 10 years ago, Nier. It wasn't called Nier Reincarnation Re- at that Replica? time, but it's called Nier. Uh, it's, no. it's not even called Nier Reincarnation now. It's called Replicant. Nier Replicant yeah. now. Reincarnation is the mobile game that hasn't yet been released in English, and I'm waiting for that too. So, Replicant is freaking fantastic, just as good as I expected it to be. Maybe not as good as Automata, or Automata, however you want to pronounce it, simply because that game is much newer, and the more modern mechanics make it a bit more fun to play. Although, I would suggest that Replicant 
is a bit more colourful. So there. Nice. Colours are good. Colours are good. And very recently on PS5, Returnal was released. I've always loved Housemarque's games, like Resogun, and um, I think they made Super Stardust and some of those those kind of games. They just make really good bullet hell games. And this is a third-person bullet hell shooter. Doesn't sound like it's something that would work, but it totally works, and it's so fun, <laughs> and it's a bit of it's a roguelike. It's it feels very much like a Metroidvania style roguelike. You've got oh, to nice. get as far as you can to unlock weapons so that you can then get even further by get uh, you know getting access to different doors and stuff. It's fucking sick. Nice, and it feels very much like Alien crossed with Dead Space. Ooh, ooh, sci-fi. Ooh. So good, but so expensive. Why? So, yeah, I did see the price for that. I was like, um, that kind of hurts my wallet. It's dumb, but good. But only on PS5. Sorry, world. Anyway, wow. that's what I've been up to. A lot, really. But that's yeah, just because I've been, been freaking busy. Um, chained to a chair, resting and healing up my speed holes in my guts. Made me go faster. We're up to news now. <laughs> Yay! That was All that right. for a segue. <laughs> the shittest segue ever. <laughs> We're up to news now. Here's fucking news for you. <sighs> news. news. All right. PC has a Tempestari support pack. Uh, this one comes with Sevagoth and his customizations, a 30 day affinity booster, and some platinum and more. So and if you want to check know what it out more while is, it's available. Yeah, we've got a link in the show notes. <laughs> I didn't take all the notes. I was in a rush. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and on that note, don't forget the eight-year anniversary stuff before it's gone, because I think it finishes like within the next day or two. So by the time you listen to this, it may already be gone. I hope not. Does it? I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, during the dev stream they said that there's uh, going to be like another week left. Or maybe there's least. another week left. Uh, okay, so May 3rd is probably when the, th- the week three ends then. Yes, yes. Because when I yes. looked online, it said, get in before May 3rd to get this stuff. So it must be the week three stuff. Anyway, don't forget the eight-year anniversary stuff. I smiled. Smile! Yay! All right, Savagoth is now available for Tenogen artists to do their thing. So do it. Do your thing. Do it good. Do it proud. Do it fantastically. I can't wait to see some of these crazy, crazy contraptional creations that will occur from the Savagoth being now Tenogen. Absolutely do it because you can do his um, wraith form. Shadow, and yeah, you can do the shade form. Self form. Yes. <laughs> so get there and do it and just turn him into some funky, scary ghost. Super scary yes. skeletons. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh, I'm next. Tenocon, the date has been announced, July 17th. We'll talk a little bit more uh, about that in a second. Yay! Xbox Excalibur Jade Bundle can now be redeemed for free as part of Xbox's Game Pass Ultimate perks. So if you have Game Pass Ultimate, go get it. Limited time only, and there'll be a link in our show notes for more information. Indubitably. Back on Tenocon, there is some Tenocon merch that's available in the merch store, so t-shirts and the like. And this year, the theme seems kind of generic. So last year, it was the sort of reddish, no, gold tinged stuff for the release of no it was demos wasn't it yeah demos was last year might have been red for for demos the year before that it might have been the gold for devar deviri or one of those kinds of things they always had a theme that sort of yeah yeah i'm trying to think did we get our fancy backgrounds on our uh pictures last year or the year before might have been the year before i think it was the year before that was the gold one yeah yeah, but anyway, yeah. generally they put a a little theme on there to get to tease you as to something. Oh, actually, last year was the gold Nothing because that stopped. was for Demos for Demos for the entryway into the, uh, the back yes. area, the exactly. door yeah, yeah, yeah. into the heart of Demos. So yeah, that was the gold last year, and they they, they generally do a little tease, but this year it's really generic. It's just a, a, a nice but generic picture of Rhino, Ivara, and uh, Excalibur from memory just standing in front of something. So maybe it's showing that they're going back to their roots, or maybe it's just we're not announcing anything new this year. We're actually going to deliver on some of old promises. 
Who knows? Who knows? But um, only yeah, time will tell. It is still pretty cool stuff. So yay! Yeah. Uh, next up, Zephyr and Chroma Prime Vault is now open. Go get these primes plus Tiburon, Rubico, Graham, and Cronin primes. All worth your time, by the way. Uh, now. It's available. So if you have money to burn, the Chroma Pack has a wonderful Imugi Prime armor and the Impetus Prime Sandana, while Zephyr Prime has the Commodore suit for your operator and the Tibble Prime armor for your Cavat. Decisions, decisions. In fact, all of the accessory stuff is so cool that if you're thinking of spending money, you may as well go the Jewel Pack. Do it. Because you get lots of good stuff in there. So much good yeah, stuff. Yeah, Moogie Prime armor on its own is worth it, as is the Commodore suit. Oh, absolutely. That, so. that, yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, favorite armor sets that have come out of the uh, the Primes. Yeah. And the four the four weapon Primes are, in my opinion, some of the best oh, um, Prime weapons in the game. <coughs> yes, Rubico, Graham, and... People will disagree and, with me on Tiburon, and, and Tiburon. but they're No, no, Tiburon's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tiburon's fantastic. Here, BS, poopy heads. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, next up, the new Mirage Oniero, I guess. Deluxe skin is out on consoles, and she freaking looks divine. Much better than I had expected. Wowie, good job, DE. Yay. Good things are good. Tenogen Round 20 Part 1 is out on PC. Consoles to follow at a later date. Some lovely new skins and customizations. So look forward to that. It's going to be good. It always is. Tenogen's it always is, great. Yeah. No, it just means more customization. So more huzzah. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Two weeks this time. There was a shit ton of news. Shit ton. Shit ton. Shit ton. And still more to and talk of course, about. <laughs> What was that? And still more to talk about. And still a lot more to talk about because we've got to go over the dev stream. So before we get into that, though, it is time for... Warframe gags. Indeed. Now, this time we have a bunch of puns. Everyone in the Discord was extremely punny this week or this last two weeks. So I've chosen four of them for being awesomely punful. Punful? Punny. Punishment. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the first one was from Lactute. The name of an Atlas main uh, of an Atlas mains railjack, rocking boulder. Hey, hey, rock puns. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, Lucas. If you thought that was you know punny, just wait until there's there's. Oh, let's do banished one. So banished, banished said, I was gonna do a limbo joke but I'm banished. That's a very special pun because it's limbo themed and his name's banished. Yes. You're right there, Lucas. You must be laughing so much that you don't know what to say. I'm sure the people at home understood exactly why that was a special one. (laughs) (laughs) And here comes another pun. While you're dodging puns there, Lucas, Moth Hop had this to say. He spent all night thinking about how to take down an Eidolon. And then it dawned on him. Oh, no. <laughs> hey? Hey? See? That, 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 that is, that's, the best, that's the best one. That's the best one so far. It's <laughs> still painful, <laughs> but it's the best one so far. <laughs> Indeed. And lastly, this one's from Tremanth. It is not a pun. It's something that, you know, maybe you should think about. Tremanth says, Did you notice that every week it's help Clem with his weekly mission, not complete your weekly mission with Clem? That means that he's off doing the mission whether you help him out or not. Did you ever think about that? No, because you only think about yourself. <laughs> so that's Tremanth's education corner for the week. <laughs> Thank you, Tremanth. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Thank you for a very punny week of Warframe gags. <laughs> All right, now we can head into our discussion, which will still be full of gags. Uh, puns, pretty much, because that's what we do. That's <laughs> <coughs> our thing. And this one is, of course, DevStream 154. At the start, they went over a whole bunch of stuff that was released that we already know about. Um, and that was, of course, Call of Tempestari, etc., etc., etc. And the first thing they mentioned, of course, is that Tenogon... Tenogon? It's a Tenogon. new name for it. Tenogon has been announced for July 17th, but they also announced something brand new that wasn't told, mentioned anywhere before. 
on that day in the official Warframe uh, merchandise store, physical floofs will be available to purchase. I think we need floofs, Greg. I think we do. I think I'm going to have to buy floofs. I think, That's yeah, fine. I think floofs are going to have to be purchased. I hope there's a skate. I really want to. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's more. You know, more designs than just the the regular floof that they showed. Yeah, that, that's a cool too. floof and all, but I don't want that one. I want other ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I want the desert skate uh, and uh, maybe some others. Desert, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Desert, we'll desert skate. Yeah, desert that'd be skate. awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, okay, next up, there are, were a bunch of cool covers of Sleeping in the Cold Below. Reb made a forum post listing them all, so definitely go check them out. Some people are very, very talented, and some of these are really freaking awesome. I did listen to one or two of them, and they are really impressive. I, I, I can't... I can barely whistle a tune. <laughs> but they, they did a great... Kudos. You try nonetheless, so it's all right. <laughs> what was that? You try nonetheless, so it's all right. <laughs> Boy, do I. <laughs> all right. The team has, of course, heard all of the feedback on Void Storms, including, you know, the stuff that we've said, everyone else has said, <laughs> including information about the noise and the brightness and all that kind of stuff. And they are working on some improvements, some of which have already been implemented and other stuff is ongoing. Either way, in general, they're still working on Call of Tempestari from a technical perspective and will for, you know, the foreseeable future, I imagine. Yay. Fix that. Fix that visual freaking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my eyes have never felt more violated. <laughs> yeah. What eyes? They're gone. They're gone. My retinas yeah, have just been blown. Like <laughs> they're gone. Okay, they have also acknowledged there's still some issues with Railjack, which they will continue to iterate on. So look forward to that. More things to be fixed in the Railjack side of things. This is good. Yeah, basically they said they referred to it as their spiral of shame. <laughs> no matter how hard they try and fix things, it's just never perfect. <laughs> but, you know, they're doing their best. They're only human after all. Uh, and some of these in improvements includes improvements to wreckage capacities. Yes. So if you notice when you go to get rid of your wreckage as you're picking hundreds of thousands of things up as you go, you've only got a capacity of 30 that it will allow, which is a pain in the ass. And you also have to repair it up until now before it can be wrecked. So what they're doing is wreckage will stack so instead of having a bunch of the same thing lined up in your thing, it'll just stack on top of each other. And if you already have it, you can then choose to move it to the wreckage bin by basically identifying it rather than choosing to repair it. You can still repair it if you want to. You can just, otherwise you can just identify it and move it straight into the bin to speed up the wreckage process. So that's good. Not ideal still, but better. I mean, no, okay. <laughs> if, I, if I'm being fair about this, then I think it is ideal because even if you do get two items of the exact same, their stats may be different. So being able to individually decide if you yeah, want to put them, you know, do you want to individually take it and go yes or no, that's, you know, that's still much better than, than the alternative. That's a good point. I didn't think about the fact that the, the stats do randomize. So yeah. given that, you wouldn't want to just bulk. Yes, bulk that's scrap fair. everything. <laughs> That is fair. It's like it's like sorting through a deck of cards. It's like okay, uh, da, 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 da. it's like fifty trash. Oh, one good one, cool, yay! Uh, another fifty <laughs> trash. <laughs> Still not an ideal process. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't really get a chance to have an ideal process in something like that. <laughs> I don't know. You could do it like um, Outriders system where you can mark them as junk. Mark, 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 and then bulk yeah. delete all the marked ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess. All the resources. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, where are we? All right. The next with the next update, Teshin will be getting some new items for the Steel Puff store. A Teshin Nuggle, yay! Nice. <laughs> A weapon recoil mod for shotguns. The Caddis Blueprint, which is a new upcoming weapon, it looks pretty cool. It's it's yeah, it looks kind of simple, but it's like a, a almost like a uh, dual ended lightsaber, really. It's yeah, kinda, and kinda they cool. did say that there was a, a story behind it. I think it must be 
an old story. Maybe it was originally in the game and removed for some reason. Mm. Um, if there's any old school players out there that can give us some background on that, please do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, new glyphs, which will be basically the uh, recent ones that have come out with the newer frames. So like Grendel, Protea, uh, Gauss, all those, all those glyphs that come out from them. Uh, of course. And this is a cool one. Brand new spanking. It's coming. It's called a Riven Cypher. And this is only going to be available once per week. So there are a few people that have mixed opinions on this. Personally, I think this is actually really damn good because it works nicely. So what it basically does is it allows you to take a single ribbon that you just look at the, the, the objective and think, there's no way in hell I'm ever doing that. Yeah, a veiled ribbon. A veiled ribbon, yeah. A veiled ribbon that you look at and you think, I'm never <coughs> going to touch this. I'm never going to even attempt to do that because that's just completely absurd. You can now use this Riven Cypher to completely bypass the objective and unlock your Riven straight away. Yeah. So there were people in our Discord. Bugoplasm, uh, Mimeoplasm, was was the main person who, who voiced disapproval on this one. And I can understand where they're coming from. Um, basically, from, from their perspective, when you're doing Rivens, part of the fun of actually unlocking them is doing the challenge. But I would argue that that's not fun for everybody. No, it's not fun for everyone. And there are particular challenges that you you do, you look at and just think, I know, just just know. <laughs> just, just know. <laughs> for example, no matter how easy they are, I don't like them. I have probably 20 veiled ribbons at the moment that I'm just never going to do because I can't stand doing challenges. I'm a very simple person. <laughs> Folks are dumb where I come from. Um, <laughs> I'm a very simple guy. I play the game just for the minute-to-minute action and storyline. That's pretty much what I play almost every game for. So when I have to sort of stop and do something that I'm not really interested in doing just because it it's something that the game makes me do, I see that as an impediment to progression and an impediment to my fun. So personally, I'm all, all about Riven Ciphers. I want to get a Riven Cipher t-shirt <laughs> and potentially a Riven Cipher tattoo on my butt. <laughs> but I can I can understand, you know, everyone yeah, everyone yeah. does have different play styles and, and enjoys different things. So yeah. it's good that they're only once a week. So yeah. it, it is it is good. I mean in the past I've actually had a Riven that said do complete a level thirty defense, level thirty or higher defense. Uh, without the objective taking any damage and you're not allowed to cast any abilities. Yeah, I've got two or three of those. That's not fun. <laughs> that that's not yeah. that's not fun. I'm I'm not doing that. No. That that's and the there's, kind there's of shit. Plenty you of people throw will go, oh that's easy, you just use limbo, you just do this and slow. I don't I don't but, care. But you can't. You, if you if you can't use abilities, you can't use yeah, limbo true. because even his passive yeah. like jumping into the void is classed as an ability. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I just yeah. It's no. no, just just no, just no. Either way, just no. Yeah, for that kind of trash, so, yeah. you, you give the give her the freaking ribbon cipher. <laughs> yeah, filthy casuals. That's what we are, and proud. Get that filthy casual tattoo on my forehead. <laughs> this one was a question from the viewers, and it was an interesting question. One that I've heard several times before. When will we be getting the Tempestari weapon for our railjacks? And the answer was, they're not really sure. It actually was something they were thinking of doing, but it ended up on the cutting room floor, and it since then hasn't been revisited, and they didn't sound all that interested in revisiting it, to be honest. They just sort of let it go and moved on. Yeah. I mean, it was an interesting weapon. Personally, I wouldn't use it, but it was an interesting weapon, and I can see why some people would want uh, to potentially be able to use it. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. Question number two, Plague Star when? Ghoul Saw when? And the team is considering doing Plague Star again to release the Saw, but they don't quite know when yet. Yeah, and at the end, and I didn't take a note, note on this, but at the end they did talk about Plague Star again, and they are they are actually pretty keen to do it. Yeah. And I like that because I do like Plague Star. It's extremely repetitive. Oh, extremely. But if they bring but it back with- it's also really with, rewarding. If they bring it back with you know, a new reward like- the freaking the the saw blade, then I guess mm. you know I could be okay with doing it again. Yeah, it is probably the event we've done the most 
but yes, <laughs> never have. I mean, I don't. It's not something we do now because we're sort of over it. But I never really minded doing it back in the day. Anyway, next up, they showed off the Ember Deluxe skin, which was designed by the wonderful Debbie Sheen. And every time we say the name Debbie Sheen, we have to remind everybody that our wonderful, gorgeous, amazing glyph was designed by the very same Debbie Sheen. Uh, and if you haven't got our glyph yet, you can easily redeem by typing Cephalon Squared, one word, uh, in the game, and that will redeem you the glyphed. Glyphed? The glyph. The glyph now. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a gift and a glyph in one. A glyph, <laughs> glyph, yeah. And Ember Deluxe, back on Ember Deluxe, came out looking absolutely fantastic. Um, even better than uh, I had thought when I saw the original design. Uh, looks like she's got lava under the skin. It's gorgeous. And she's also very pointy. She is very, very pointy. Um, I'm not sure how... I, okay, yeah, the skin itself, freaking gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. But the fact that when she moves her arms, the freaking shoulder spikes go right through her face. I didn't notice that. <laughs> clip, clip, <laughs> clipping is an issue. <laughs> I see. Yeah, no, spikes aren't supposed to go through your face. <laughs> but apart from that, she looks amazing. The back, the, the, the effects on her back are fantastic. And I love the fact that she's just got, like, sharp, pointy feet. <laughs> she, does. No, she doesn't even have feet. She just got points. <laughs> she stands on points. <laughs> really freaking cool and yes for those people that are wondering revenant deluxe is coming yay so now you rev fans can shut up it's it's <laughs> he's on his way uh it's not ready to be shown off yet uh but it is in production so you can get excited that said they did show off some basic in progress sculpts and it does look very wizardly i'm i'm, I'm yeah i think i'm kind of excited for this one it looks all right i reckon it, it looks good it looks like a good skin mm. but i don't feel it fits the revenant theme or name that's the only thing mm, but yeah, no, I, deluxe I, I, I skins don't that. necessarily have to yeah that's not a trinogen so that's very true yeah it looks yeah. it looks really cool it does it looks good and unexpectedly a new harrow alternate helmet is also in the works and it looked really paladin-like, which uh, is probably a special thing for Lucas because you are a big fan you. of paladins. I hate you. I hate you so much right now. Why? Because how much you like paladins. Everyone no, on, I hate on the internet should send pictures of no. paladins. And I don't mean the, the, the game paladins, which is also very good. But I mean, like, crusaders of might and magic paladins. Get your send pictures to Lucas. No, nah, get your sparkle nights out of you. No, nah, get your sparkle nights out of you. <laughs> now, I actually liked Love the look of this helmet is. until you just mentioned it's very Paladin-esque. <laughs> <laughs> See how weird he is, everybody? As soon as that word crops up, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a very cool-looking helmet. I didn't really get the Paladin vibe from it, so... It's got a cross on the front, that's all. Uh, he's a fucking <laughs> priest. What do you expect? <laughs> He's a dark Paladin. priest. <laughs> I, I really just wanted to pick on you. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, but no, the, the, the helmet does look good. I'm excited for it. Um, it's good that they are doing more more alt helmets for frames that have been out for a while now. So that is good. I okay. like that. And yeah, I'm excited for this Harrow alt helmet. Many agrees. Much better than I think both of the both ones helmets. He's got exactly. I'm not a massive yeah. fan of, helmet, of uh, Harrow's design. And yeah. I think it would go really well with his... Uh, Alternate skin. I think it's a deluxe skin. Does he have a deluxe skin? Does he have a deluxe skin? I know, he's got a Tenogen. It's probably a Tenogen. Could have been a Tenogen. The one that looks really, really priestly. Oh, the the, the, the Grax? Could be. Ah, yeah, the Grax. Grax, yeah. They go perfect with that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. That's going to be fantastic. Fantuzzles. Okay, Syndicate Store updates. Woohoo, this is this isn't a bit of a weird one, an interesting one, and a long time coming. So coming with the next update, new stuff will be added to the Syndicate stores, including new poses and emotes which can be traded, and also some new loyalty cosmetics. Huzzah! These will include new shoulder, chest, and leg armor, and they look freaking gorgeous. I was very surprised by this. Yeah, no, I was too. Didn't was expect this to be coming. I mean, getting a set of 
new armor is always a good thing. But getting six new sets, even better. Getting six new sets of armor that you don't have to pay platinum for. Yeah, exactly. That is fantastic. Exactly. This is the kind of shit we need. (laughs) Yeah. In-game cosmetics that you don't need real money for. Yeah. And the, the emotes is a great idea too. Oh, absolutely! They they looked fantastic. Yeah, they feels very sort of Destiny-ish. <laughs> very, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Good work! Yay! Okay, the next update is what they went into very briefly before going into other things. <laughs> and the next update's going to be called Sisters of Parvos. And thinking back to the last episode, Lucas, I am ninety percent sure that you said. I bet you the next update's going to be called Sisters of Parvos. Did you say something like that in the last episode? I may have mentioned that they're not going to be called, like, Queen Pins or Corpus Liches. They're probably going to be, like, the Sisters of Parvos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty Sorry. sure that's what you said, almost word for word. And you got it. There you go. Sisters of Parvos. So that's oh, you might that's have said Sisters of Vala. Hey? I think you actually said Sisters of Vala. Did I say Sisters of Last Vala? Last episode. Yeah, I think you did. I can't, I'm, I'm not going to go back and listen oh. again. <laughs> so I don't know for sure, but you might, because it was Vala that was, you know, the the main antagonist. Oh, and see, I can't remember her name, so I, I doubt that's what I would have said. <laughs> Fair enough. Her, Fair name enough. Was, her name wasn't, she wasn't that memorable for me. <laughs> okay. Parvos well, is way, memorable. This Sisters of Parvos is the new name for the Corpus Liches slash Queen Pins, and they don't want us to call them Corpus Liches or Queen Pins anymore, but I will 100% still be calling them Corpus Liches. Corpus Liches makes sense, but yeah, they are the Sisters <laughs> of Parvos, and that is awesome. I called it. <laughs> Good work. Good work, Collie. Uh, all right, next up, this one is, I'm actually really excited for. Uh, the new Warframe coming with this update as well. This will be called Yoreli. The idea came from some fan art by Matthias. So the team chose Yoreli. She will be a fluid frame and is not Hydroid's daughter, conform- confirmed, according to Pablo. Uh, <laughs> not sure how she will work yet, but they did refer to her as having her own unique vehicle, which kind of looks K-Drive-esque. Uh, very interesting. Also interesting, she'll come with some lore and a bit of a mini quest, something they haven't done before, as they specifically said. So this will mm-hmm. be very good to see how they go. I am in love with her design. I don't even care what her abilities are. I'm in love with her design. She looks fan-fucking-tastic, and those cool water blade discs floating around her. I'm excited. See? Interesting. I, I'm excited. Like. <laughs> I'm also excited. Your rally looks um, looks cool. I have a feeling. Did you ever play the failed, cancelled, sad, sad Digital Extremes shooting game called The Amazing Eternals? No, I was looking at it and was wanting to get into it, but it failed before I even got a chance to. Yeah, I was in the beta. I was one of the tester player people. And it was a really good game. Sadly, there was a lot of competition at the time. Lawbreakers came out and failed. And I think that demonstrated that maybe there wasn't room for any new hero shooters. So they decided to move away from it, which was really sad. It was such a great, great game. But there was one character in there. Can't remember what she was called. But she used to move around by waves. She was a water-based hero character. and she'd be able to sort of surf uh, on a surfboard on water through the level and she'd call up water. I've got a feeling that Yoreli is going to be similar to that. I don't know for oh, sure. Oh, I hope. I hope. But I'm hoping that's how <laughs> she's sort of going to be. So I'm really excited by that because I really like the Amazing uh, Eternals. The, the design was great and I hope nothing was lost. Imagine if uh, that uh, that vehicular K-Drive looking thing was actually an exalted K-Drive, her fourth yeah. ability. It so damn well should be. Oh, absolutely. I'd be 100% and as she's riding around on it, she that. brings a wave of something behind her. That'd be sick. Sick. Yes. Fully yes. sick. Yes. I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hell yeah. Anyways, moving on, because they didn't really show us anything else about her. In fact, they showed us very little, and we just talked she is about adorable. her She's adorable, she and great. she must be protected. 
Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. They went back to Sisters of Parvos, which I guess, you know, she is going to be coming with that update. So it is part of the Sisters of Parvos update and talked about weapons. Now, some of the what's happening with the weapons is a little bit unclear because they bounced around from weapons to weapons to weapons. And up until now, we thought that the briefcase, briefcase weapons were going to be the weapons that we were going to get from the Corpus Liches slash Sisters of Parvos. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So some of the new weapons will come from the Sisters of Parvos, of course, as part of that system. And there are some that are not part of the Lich system that will actually be new Void Storm rewards. And it looks like these will be the briefcase weapons. Some of these are melee weapons. Actually, I think all of them might be melee weapons for the well, moment. They, they, they did show, uh, was it two, at least They showed two off two melee, melee weapons. weapons. Yeah. And in the past, uh, they had shown. They, did, did they show? Th- yeah, they had. Sorry, they the showed three. So they had. They had one sort of rapier, rapier style sword. They uh, had that one was which Nikana. was the dual blade, and then they had the um, the last one, which was the hammer and shield, which looked gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that, that first one was uh, supposed to be Nakana. A Nakana. Okay. Yeah, it was long and thin. Didn't know which so, way to go with it, but yeah, make, Nakana makes more sense because it wasn't very rapier style. Yeah. So, Nikana, two-handed sword, and sword and shield, well, hammer and shield. The hammer and yeah. shield looks fantastic. Didn't really feel case-like, to be honest. Like, no. Only one, one of them, which I yeah. think was the... Was the, the rapier. Uh, first the, one. The, 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 the Nikana. Nikana, yeah. Yeah. That freaking heavy sword looks amazing. It's double-bladed freaking heavy double-bladed sword. sword. I am sword. 100% okay with this and need this in my life. Thank you very much. I will take it. Take my money. There. Here. Go. I'd like a hammer. <laughs> that, ha- that hammer does look good. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer looks that, fun. They made it look so damn good. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, those, those we know those three weapons will be a part of the, uh, the added rewards to the Void Storm. So, that's good. But in the past, they did show that there was a couple of uh, primary weapons for the, uh, the, the case guns as well. So... Yeah. What has happened to them? What's happened to them is uh, still unclear, so we'll have to wait and see. But from those three weapons that they showed off, I'm okay with this. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, having (laughs) giving us a reason to do Void Storms to get those weapons is a good idea. Yes, yes. Because otherwise Uh, we've got no reason. This, this, Sorry, is, this is very true. Very true. Uh, Sisters of Parvos will have nine unique weapons that can be obtained initially. from the Ulich system. Uh, yes, initially. These will be Granum variants, and Reb actually mentioned the Archiplasma and the Flux Rifle. So I actually expected the Archiplasma to be one because it is such a popular weapon, and having a uh, any kind of variant of the Archiplasma would be like a must for every player in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it that one sense. is freaking epic and exciting and yay, Archiplasma Granum variant. It's going to be mm. cool. Exciting. I hope there's an Arch- not an Archiplasma, a Granum Sonicor. That's what I want. Ooh. Ooh. Granum Sonicor would be sick. As long as it uh, returns to the old Warframe space program, that'd be great. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Uh, looking forward to that, Granum variants. Cool. Yeah, I like grand, it. So, kind of sounds like maybe the idea of the blue blue Kuva is going away, maybe? Or maybe the oh, blue Kuva is going to be related to the Granum Void. Mm. Don't know. Mm, yes. Uh, well, f- for what we know, the Kuva has been a uh, Grenier thing for so long. So, yeah. I don't know exactly why they would even take like a, a, a weakened down version and give it to another... Uh, race all of a sudden. It was probably a, a placeholder idea that maybe they probably. shouldn't have mentioned. Potentially, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could pop up sometime in the future again still, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to but anyway, see. back on Kuva, real Kuva, red Kuva. Real Kuva, yes. The Grenier's getting some new weapons as well as part of the regular Grenier Lich system. And Thank this God. will include the Kuva Heck, the Heck Kuva yeah. Zar. Oh, and wow. the Kuva Gretler. Eh. <laughs> Gretler, eh, whatever. But the Kuva Heck and the Kuva Zar, holy shit. That, Both of those are weapons I absolutely yeah. loved as a new slash mid-game player. That that Kuva Zar 
<laughs> that's that's going to be crazy. Now, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of funny because the the Zar to begin with is already is already like a Kuva weapon because you mm-hmm. can only get it from the Kuva Guardians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like and the, the Kuva Guardians are it, it it is a ridiculously good weapon. So a a Kuva variant of a Kuva weapon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I wonder before you go on, I wonder how our um how the maps are going to look. Cuz the Kuva liches of course have the little bl- red haze. Yeah. Are the Sisters of Parvos going to have a blue haze? And are we going to just have hazy maps from now on? Hazy coming in, maps. And it, no matter where we go, shit's going to be stolen from us. It's going to frustrate the hell oh, out of us. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a lot. Sorry. Well, I mean, there, <laughs> there, is, there is the fact that the uh, Sisters of Parvos will more than likely be Railjack specific. So, that's the case if you do... Railjack missions, you get your shit stolen by the sisters, and if you do normal missions, you get your shit yeah. stolen by the liches. So, yeah. yeah that, that also <laughs> makes sense. Hmm. Separate yeah. the two systems. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah. Uh, but anyway. but- that's not all there is to the sisters at all. No, the sisters will also have their own pets. They have robot hounds. That will be the aggressors in battle. They are composed of randomized components, and they look kind of cool, including the fact that they have a plate on their head that holds your frame's head on the plate. Yay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's even better than this. Well, you can win that pet when you take down the sister. Uh, Unsure if this will replace your companion, or if they would be like a recruit to convert... Uh, like the lich sister based of what they said uh, it does sound like they would become a companion but that could possibly get out of hand but we'll have to wait and see plus yeah. the hounds yeah the, yeah the hounds will be wearing uh, the head of your of your frame uh, based on the animations <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> based on the animations showing off they also look to be pretty big and have a bunch of funky attacks yeah ah these yeah All of these things. Yeah, all these things. These doggos do look pretty interesting. And there was one. There was that one that just had weirdly adorable legs. The chonky ones? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, though? If you can get a dog every time you freaking take down a a sister, don't you think that'd just be a bit ridiculous? You'd end up with 50 (sighs) companions after six months? (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why I was saying if you they become your companion when you when you kill them, don't know. I, I personally I, reckon mm. they should cut down the amount you're allowed to have. Yeah, you, you can only have a certain amount of slots for sister pets, sister hounds. Yeah, I mean it's hard to say really. If they can't generate MR, then I guess it doesn't matter if there's fifty slots. Maybe. No, I see, they, they, the thing is, they'll probably generate MR, but it will be based on, like, the core component of uh, of the doggo. So, yeah, you could get two doggos that have the same core, but only you get uh, MR from one of them, like you do with kit guns or Zors. Potentially. I guess it depends on how the, how the system works, but... Yeah. Considering you get them every time you take down a, a Lich, instead of having to choose to build them when you want to, because the cho- the choosing to build system means once you've done it, you can stop. But this yeah. system means you just get them. Then I, mm, I guess yeah. we have to see how it works, but it just seems weird to me. Anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts. Weird. They are weird. They are weird. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the, the obtaining of pets, to be honest. Yeah. Obtaining of robot pets. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. They, they, they could, it really depends on how useful they are, really. Yeah, that's another very good point. I mean, All right, and, yeah. may not be able to replace my Vulpophila. I mean, yeah. if, they, if they're not immortal, they can't replace my Vulp. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, last up, or the last of the big things that was mentioned, is that new augments are incoming. One for Protea, one for Zephyr, another for Grendel, and for Wisp. They specifically showed off the wisp wisp augment in game because it's amazing and this is for reservoirs reservoirs it will actually give you a fourth reservoir 
I don't understand why it gives you a fourth. It should just give you one. It will cost more to drop this, but it will give you all three reservoirs in one, which is perfect because, let's face it, most of the time you go to a spot on the map, you drop one, you switch to the next, you drop that, you switch to the next, and you drop that. So you've got speed, health, and electricity happening uh, at at each point. So this is almost a must-have augment, I think, for Wisp players. Yes, the omni-reservoir. Yeah. Next up, Grendel's Nourish will clear status and gain immunity for two seconds. That's status immunity for two seconds for each victim that's in your stomach, so that's pretty good. That's Uh, that's all right. It's all right, yeah. Yeah, um, Proteas right. dispenser augment will give will be will actually be an exilus augment. If you press and hold to create a dispensary, it will also revive sentinels. Or this that specific dispensary will revive sentinels with a sixty second cooldown. So if you rely on your sentinel and love to have it around, that could be good for you. Keep that in mind cool. that Proteas dispenser is her. What do you call it? Her uh, yeah helmet the, the helmet helmet yeah helmet ability. Helmet ability, so, so yep, cool. they, you can put that on any frame and use Actually, that's, that's an interesting thing there as well. Grendel's Nourish is also his helmet, helmet ability. Ah, there you go. So, yeah, yes. you can have clear... It's, it's a bit of a selfish one, though. It only clears status and gives you immunity to yourself, but still... How's that going to work when you have no, when you know, a frame has no victims in their stomach because they can't get the victims in their stomach? Yeah. How does Nourish <laughs> work for... Everyone else. Weirdly. Yeah. Interesting. And the last one, of course, is Zephyr for Lucas. It has an airburst augment, which provides 25% secondary damage for each enemy hit that's affected by ability strength and caps at 500%. Wow. Do you think that's something you'd use? Nope. <laughs> no? I, I don't like airbursts, and I, I, even with, like, a massive damage increase on secondaries, it's still not going to make me want to use a secondary over, like, something like the Rubico Prime. Rubico or, Prime, exactly. <laughs> or, or the freaking uh, uh, um, Redeemer Prime, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway, they're the four new augments. They're possibly hitting PC prior to the Sisters of Parvos. Consoles yes. probably with Sisters of Parvos, I imagine. Probably. Hopefully. Hopefully they can do that again. All right. Now it's just question time. Question time. All right. So there was a couple of questions. First question was, what difference will there be with Sisters versus Liches? Uh, probably mainly the inclusion of the pets. Yeah. That was a offhand uh, response and they moved on really quickly. I was a bit disappointed yeah. with it because it doesn't sound more like info. much. More yeah. info. <laughs> so hopefully there's more than just that. Next up, they asked about Levarians and in future, will fra- frames that don't have a quest all be given a brand new Levarian? And Steve took his time to answer this one and the answer is basically they don't know. Uh, they would prefer to give new frames a quest, which is why they're giving a kind of mini quest to Yureli, but they really don't know, and I guess they don't want to leave the Leverian in the dust, but, yeah, they obviously need to do some thinking about that. Yeah, so this actually makes me really happy, because as much as I love the Leverian, it's not... Quest. Uh, yeah, I'd much rather have a quest. It's not new... Um, it's It's not new content, really. Like, it's just something to look at later on if you really want to. It's like, okay, so not every gamer is going to go around in games and want to collect all the things so they can, like, read all the lore about that particular, you know, thing. Yeah. So Leverians aren't for everybody. At the end of the day, that kind of sucks because the Leverian was really cool. They did a great job with it. But quests are more um, interactive yeah. and, yeah, yeah, much better. It's It's... it's it's better to have the quests, in my opinion. Um, so I'm glad that they are now going back to the quest side of things and, and you know, maybe stepping away from the Leverian a little bit. Uh, if they decide that, you know, maybe they'll do uh, in you know, rotation, one frame gets quest, one frame gets Leverian, next one frame, uh, quest, Leverian, quest, Leverian. That's cool. I'm down with that. But we have been missing quests for a while and... That's hurt a lot. Yeah, quests are better. I agree. Yeah. Okay, will the team make co-op friendly quests? Hmm, probably not. A lot of the law focuses on personal 
to uh, personal stuff with the Tenno, but that doesn't mean they aren't considering it. The problem is that it does increase the technical burden on the Quest designers. Yes. Yeah. So effectively, if they open it up to allow for multiplayer, it opens up the door for more bugs as well. And I think that's what the real problem is. They were sort of dancing around it, but it sounded like that's what the real problem is. Yeah, they did mention, like, uh, the potential of doing something like this in, like, a raid style in the future, um, which I think would be really cool. You know, even, like, similar to Destiny Strikes. That would be... that, That give us a little bit of a story that, you know, ties in with what's going on around that area. Uh, that multiple people can join in on. Yeah. It's a bit longer than a, gen- a usual mission, a bit more difficult. Yeah. Maybe has but more than story one based. Boss. Yeah, but it's story yeah. based. Yeah. I, yeah. I like the idea. Yeah. And that was DevStream 154. Was it 54? Oh, yes, 154. it was 154. What do you think? I think it was a good a good DevStream. I think there was a lot to unload and and anyone who says that there was nothing really shown is wrong. I f- did did you watch the same thing? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so what does that leave us yeah. at the moment in um, in episode 141? Community call out. Oh, yeah. And this time I want to call out the community, but not in a positive way. <laughs> uh oh. I still see a lot of the time when I'm looking at different. Facebook groups, etc., etc., etc. I still see a lot of people, one, wondering when Daveri is coming out, two, cracking the shits that New War's not out, and three, turning everything into a massive conspiracy of negativity. And it annoys the hell out of me. Yes, okay, we've been waiting a long time for a few things. New War is, of course, the, the big one. And it does get frustrating from time to time. But in the end, DE as the developers aren't around to screw over the people that play their game. They're not deliberately choosing to do things that they know that the fan base isn't uh, wants. There's a reason for all of these delays. Uh, and there's also a reason why, and it's something that I think we need to reiterate every once in a while... Dear has stated on several occasions that in the past they made the mistake of mentioning things way too early in the development process that unfortunately then got delayed for various reasons and were probably never going to happen for two or three years even when they were announced. And that's something like Deveri Paradox. Deveri Paradox was something that was cool. It was probably an idea Steve had in a fever dream, did a little bit of development on it, looks cool, is cool, will be released in the future. but is so far away from being released at the moment that we should just forget about it. And that's why it probably shouldn't have been shown off two or three years ago. People are still expecting it to come out this year. People are complaining on um, particularly uh, Facebook forums, Daviri when? And it's like, are you not even listening? (laughs) You know, D has specifically said Daviri won't be coming out this year. You know, and yes, New War has been delayed for a long, long time. Last year was meant to be the year of the New War. Scarlet, um, whatever it was called, was released. Scarlet Spear. And then all of a sudden we went into COVID and all of those plans disappeared. Do I really believe that in a year and a half, D couldn't have scrambled resources to finish the New War? No, I think they probably could have. But I think they made the specific decision not to do that because it might not have come out as good as when they do put their proper resources into things. So I think, you know, we've we've all got to sit back and not think about what we as gamers demand, but we've got to think about what drives decisions behind delaying things. They know we really want these things, and I'm sure they really want us to get their hands, our hands, on these game modes and game story concepts and all this kind of stuff. They want us to see it. They're just ex- as excited about it as, as we are. But the problem is they have restrictions that have slowed things down considerably. And instead of trying to find a way that can get that out to us sooner, they've been giving us other things that they actually can deliver in a quality that they hope is, is acceptable for us. 
Railjack has also slowed them down because they probably needed to do a lot of fixing that they didn't expect to need to do. I just think that maybe people need to stop being so negative all the damn time. If you're going to be negative and you you want those things, maybe it's okay to go away for a while and do something else and come back when that's actually released, if that's all you really want from the game at the moment. That's my call out for the community. It really frustrates me seeing those things. I used to jump in and say no and try and explain it to people, but people, once they've made up their mind and start hating on things, they're just going to keep on hating on them. They're not going to listen to anyone. And generally, they'll call you a, a white knight because that's the best way of dealing with someone who gives an actual response to something. If I'm a white knight, okay, <laughs> cool. A white knight's good. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that was my rant. No, and, and, yeah, it's completely fair. I, I 100% agree with you, Greg. You know, Warframe, at the end of the day, is a passion project. It's a game. So, it's a video so game. they show off something they're excited about. Well, of course they're fucking excited. It's a passion project. <laughs> of course they want people to see the things that they're they're excited about developing. <laughs> yeah. And now people crack the shits because they're not showing off new things. You can't win. You show off new you, things you, and then people expect win. them to be released within the next couple of months. You don't show off new things. And then people ask where the new things are. Yeah. <sighs> you damned if Calm you down. Just calm down, people. I agree. It will all work out in the end. Indubitably. Anyway, enough of that. Let's move on to King Louis' blessing. King Louis' blessing. All right. This one comes from Framed for Nothing. And this one is titled Tetanus. <laughs> this one replaces Garuda's Blood Altar with Nourish. Uh, with minimal effort, inefficiency, and power strength, this allows for an endless loop of health and energy gain. In addition, while Nourish does not grant extra toxin damage to all abilities, it does to Garuda's Dread Mirror and Seeking Talons. This combination allows Garuda to deal direct damage to the health of all factions using only Seeking Talons while the Nourish buff is active. This is cool. I like this. That is very cool. <laughs> so they, so and cool. Topical as well, because Nourish. Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Hope you folks enjoy that one. That one is definitely one worth checking out. And a very clever name framed for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, that's fantastic. Alrighty. Reviews update. Still easy. We got none. Not crying, you're uh -oh. crying. Still at a total of 143. I'm pretty happy with that. It's pretty good. Come on, get us to 150 though. You can do it. Seven more. Surely there's seven people out there listening right now that keep thinking to themselves, maybe I should write a review. That's you. Yes, you. Go write that review. Good job. Thank you. you. Get you us <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we now? Yeah. Felt that one in my bones. All right. This one is an interesting question. I think we've probably gone down this path before, but I still just like talking about it. Uh, and it's a little bit topic topical because we did talk about Rev Rivens earlier in this episode. And this one comes from Tremanth yet again. Tremanth says, <clears throat> Dear Dr. Cephalon, do you think Rivens are worth it? I seem to get Rivens in two varieties. One, the weapon is so good and it's so popular that the low disposition Riven, that's hard to say, is a waste of a mod slot. Or two, the weapon is so bad that even a high disposition Riven can't save it. I know that there's a sweet spot out there and that the quality of the roll can make a huge difference, but I'm feeling a bit burned out running sorties, doing Riven challenges, farming Kuva, etc., and wondering if there isn't a better use of my gameplay time. Mm. Very interesting. Yes. Personally, I think when it comes down to Rivens, it's... They can be worth it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to farm up a heap of Rivens to crack. If I get a Riven and I crack it and it ends up being something that I know I enjoy, then yay, that's a win for me, but I'm not going to go out of my way to 
hunt like a massive freaking pile of ribbons and crack them all and see what goodies are inside. No, I'm just going to take my time with it and you know, do other things in the meantime. And if I get a ribbon, yay! If I don't, oh well, shit happens. I think the point is that most weapons, especially the top tier weapons, have mod cap- mod requirements that basically fill up all of the mod capacity. And when it comes to a Riven, you then need to choose which mod to get rid of and replace it with. And if you're taking something out that isn't replaced by at least the same amount plus more of what you've taken out, then it may not be worth it unless the other things that are on there are going to make up for some of that. Of course, there's some weapons that really do benefit from Rivens. For example, a weapon like Heck, where one of the slots almost... It's almost important to change one of the slots with um, something like Chilling Reload that's going to give you a bit more damage and increase your reload speed. If you can get a mod that's going to give you more damage, increased reload speed, maybe multi-shot on top of that, and a you know, negative zoom or something that doesn't really matter, then you're going to get a mod that is overall going to be better for the heck and make a better weapon overall. Some, I mean, disposition, I don't know, because even if a weapon is really good, you can be lucky enough to get a roll that's going to make the weapon better overall. Is it still going to be worth your time doing all of that? Probably not, because the amount of rolls you might need to get that specific god roll for that weapon. I don't know. Personally, I don't focus on on Rivens. I don't care much about them, um, which is why I have 20 Veiled Rivens that I don't open. I don't do sorties anymore, because I just can't be bothered with Rivens. Uh, My position on Rivens is is that I don't think they really are worth it. Um, I think they're more of a good-to-have than a need-to-have, because most weapons are pretty effective without them. Yeah. It's quality of life. Yeah. I like the idea of Rivens, and I'm glad they're in the game. And I don't think they really break anything. I'm probably wrong. There's cert- there's probably certain weapons that you can get god rolls on that just make those weapons absolutely ridiculous, and fair enough. Okay, good for you. Uh, Paracesis Riven I have. Yeah? Paracesis Riven I have. Well, there you go. So it's like- <laughs> Has it got speed on it? No, it's got- crit chance and crit chance on slide attacks. Mm. So basically it's like two hits. I'm hitting 500% crit chance. Well, there you go. <laughs> two, two, two hits and guaranteed red crits. <laughs> yeah. So you can be lucky enough to get things like that. And the Paracesis is a really popular weapon. I believe it's got a low disposition. So there you go. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think the, the disposition plays into it as much as people think it does. There's a reason why the weapon is already so popular, because it's already good. Yeah. So the low disposition on crappier weapons generally means that you'll get a better roll, or better stats on the roll, I should say. But still, the weapon was shit to start off with, so you need those better stats to make it worthwhile. Would I say that there's a weapon that's so bad that even a high disposition Riven that's a perfect god roll can't save it? I don't know. I'd be interested to see if someone's got something out there like a Stug or, you know, a ridiculously low-level weapon that's got a fantastic ribbon on it that makes it top-tier. Endgame, I'd love to hear about it. Any Mark I weapons. Yeah, or Mark I <laughs> weapons that are smashing enemies at uh, not just stage three sorties, but higher. Steel Path. Steel Path, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to see. So, interesting question, Trementh. Thank you very much. Yay. And that brings us to the end of episode 141 of Cephalon Squared. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get out and get in contact with us for any reason whatsoever, head on over to cephalonsquared.com and you'll find ways in which you can do so. Let us reach out and say thank you and spread our love to our patrons. Yay. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thank you, Jackson31. Thank you, Kintail. Thanks, Framed for Nothing. Thank you, Dylan Braun. Thank you, Solarian. Thank you, Ponytail. Thank you, Bugoplasm. And thank you, Le Dutchmaster. The Dutchiest of all. Thank you all for continuing to support us, and we love you. 
I love you, you love me, where a- Sorry. <laughs> I feel like a big purple dinosaur. <laughs> anyway, I'm not a big purple dinosaur. My name is Greg Newbegin, and I am Mad Capsules all over the place. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is fantastic. Love you guys so much. Keep being freaking awesome and spread that positivity around. Yeah. Don't let those negative Nancys continue to be negative Nancys, especially when they've got bad info. Yeah. They're just complaining. Yeah. Etc. Anyway, thanks to Yana, Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. And thank you to you for listening. Once again, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.